Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This road I've been given But I wish someone had a talk Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to part two of this interview. When we transform, we often notice changes where we are the most vulnerable, our relationships. To have genuine courage and take our partnerships to the next level, it helps to know how to let emotions guide us to feel seen and heard. To get your free download of Chapter 7 of Can You See Me Naked, go to adelgreen.com forward slash free chapter. That is www.adel-green.com forward slash free hyphen chapter. Now back to the interview. How does the divine feminine fit into your work? We always use all these practical words and, you know, but, and there's a lot of people when they start connecting with the work who start talking goddess language or uh, psychology or, you know, spirituality and awakening and they want to save the world. But, but the, the feminine has such a different frame of reference for everybody for you specifically how does the divine feminine fit into your work julia well it's definitely founded on what they just shared to tap into your soul purpose living who you really are from that place and from that place it's the divine nature that flows so from that place of your inner knowing your truth your soul that is your connection to your own divine nature and that that is the divine feminine nature that flows when you are a woman, even though it can flow through men too, of course. Sure. But the divine feminine nature for me is about, it's about receptivity. It's about harmony, kindness, and definitely ease. I find that's one word that distinguishes feminine from the masculine masculine likes to push and work hard and struggle and that's the nature of testosterone and nothing wrong with that testosterone has so much fun struggling and climbing the mountains and winning and competing but when we are in our feminine and when we are in our feminine receptivity things come to us we don't have to push our way forward we relax deeply into our own inner essence and then the world comes to us and it's amazing when it starts happening. It sometimes feels like magic. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so things just come to you and money flows much easier to you because you're receptive. You know how to actually relax and let it in. And that's one of the main things for me that um, describes the divine feminine essence. Thank you. That's beautiful. I think I'm going to remember you. Uh, the one thing that distinguishes you for me from everything else is ease. That yes. I'm going to completely <laughs> associate you with that word because I can, I can completely feel it when we speak. You know, your energy is so magnetic, uh, you know, and charismatic, and it is the and and you completely embody that 
divine feminine energy. Um, the whole time while I'm speaking to you, I'm like, okay, let it go. Because the whole day is been for you. It's the, in the morning. And for me, it's like the end of a long day already and everything. And I've been go, go, go. You know, it's very much in my masculine energy today. So you completely embody that and you completely hold that space. If I can be a little bit more personal, Julia. Um, your dark night of the soul. Tell us about what was your dark night of the soul. How did you get to be here? I had a few different ones. The main one was when um, I burnt myself out by being too masculine, basically, (laughs) by pushing too hard, right? I'm teaching now what I have learned through my own very difficult experience. I was traveling the world, I was giving workshops, and I was doing everything in service. And I think that's why I was so driven, because I was really wanting to give my gift to the world and traveling and pushing myself to help others. Right? Everyone else benefited. Everyone else's life was changing, (laughs) except that my life was really suffering. I was burning myself out really badly. And then I had a vision. I was in Sedona, Arizona, here in the United States, and I... Remember, after one of the workshops, I had a vision that, okay, Julia, if you're not going to stop, you're going to get a cancer. And you're going to get it very soon if you don't stop right now. Mm. And that really scared me. That really, really scared me. I do not want to get a cancer, I said to myself. There's, I, I really don't want to have a cancer. So I, I literally dropped everything. So kind of similar to you, what you just said, that you dropped everything, you went to Peru. Mm-hmm. I dropped everything, literally. I had a certification course happening to train people to do my work in the world. I had all kinds of things happening. I dropped everything. I told my clients and my students that take it or leave it. You might love me or hate me for this, but I really have to do it for myself. And I'm sorry, You maybe you can continue with me later when I come back. So it took a very long sabbatical, um, about a year and actually two years. I very slowly started coming back very, very gently, just one tiny step at a time because I did not want to jump back into this old masculine work too hard mode. So I very gently started exploring what does it mean to stay balanced, to stay at ease in my own self, to take care of myself, to follow what's healthy for me. And at the same time, of course, do the work in the world, be in service. So it took a long time actually to explore how to maintain that balance. And I was very careful. I was not in a hurry. I really wanted to learn every step thoroughly. So now on the other side of it, I'm so devoted to ease. Really, personally speaking, it's because I'm devoted to ease in my own life. It's like, it's, I want ease. And because I want ease, I'm like, hey, who wants to join me? <laughs> yes. But this is really my own devotion to myself that I'm expressing. And then those who want to join me in the ease, like, hey, let's do it together. Sure. Yeah. If you say that that was the one that probably made the most for you, then it makes sense. It's always the opposite of what we actually bring to the world, isn't it? Yes. And also the same with receptivity. I had to learn how to trust the universe, how to trust God, how to trust my own soul, and know that, of course, they want the best for me. Of course, they're going to bring me everything that I need. And how can I relax into that? And how can I let it in? 
instead of pushing against that and thinking it's all up to me and I am the one who has to be in control and I'm the one who has to make things happen, how can I relax into a whole new way of being and trusting and receiving? How long have you been walking this path of ease? Well, the dark night was about 10, no, not 10, about seven years ago. Since then, it has been all about ease. Yeah, and continues to be. How did you know that the breath of love was your life's purpose? Breath work just changed my life when I was a teenager, about 18 years old, I think, 19. Breath work changed my life tremendously because I was in a different kind of dark of the nights then. It was a very difficult time for me then. And breath work with my first teacher really completely liberated me out of that anxiety and fear that I was in, that the dark depression that I was in. And it was so quick. I went to a weekend workshop and it shifted me so profoundly, really quickly. I couldn't believe it. So I just started doing it and I wanted to start bringing it to the world because it was something that felt so beautiful to me. I didn't necessarily think of it at first, it's my sole purpose, but I just wanted to be in service to other people. I wanted to do something that helped me. So I started bringing it to people very slowly at first, of course, tiny, one tiny step at the time. I was really young, but it started building and people wanted to access it more. And then I was invited to give workshops. I came to America and it had a life of its own. And I was just surrendering to it. I was just surrendering to what wanted to happen. Just now, I guess, during the recent years, I can say that, yes, this is my sole purpose. And not so much the breath work. Breath work is just one tool. But my sole purpose is definitely to help people awaken, especially help women awaken to who they really are and what is their gift to the world and how easy can it be to bring their, their magnificence to the world. So they don't have to struggle and they don't have to believe about themselves that they're not good enough because that's not true. So it's a little bit in a way where the energy just flowed there and you followed and it synchronistically happened and it was more a recognition than an initial absolute knowing and that's it and you set off to do it like the masculine way in the world. <laughs> yes, and intuition is the word there. I was definitely following my intuition since since as long as I can remember like what feels intuitively right. And that's actually a very big part of the divine feminine essence. I didn't get a chance to mention. That's a very big part I, I teach is how to follow your intuition. That's where the power of the feminine is. Yes, that's also where I find a lot of the people that I work with have a lot of questions around that. That's what they want to know. How, how do I reconnect? How do I know? How do I trust? It's so hard to learn to trust it is hard and it's a practice and it really helps to have a guide. So I'm happy that you are helping women with that and I'm helping them with that because yeah. that is the key. That's yeah. where all your answers are. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I like to uh, work with people who already do a lot of self-development and sometimes that can be to your detriment also because you think that you can do some things but if you're going to be stuck somewhere you wouldn't even know that you're stuck. And it's easy to fall into orbit with emotions working in a certain spectrum and that's where you get cut off. So having yeah. somebody to help you, to guide you, that's really important. And to choose a person that has already been there. They're already there. Yes. Because then they can yes. take you there. 
One of the tips my first teacher told me about intuition stuck with me and it made sense is that intuition is the irrational voice. It usually doesn't have any logic to it. So if you feel something and you think it's your intuition, but it's very logical and rational, it's very likely it's not. Very (laughs) often intuition comes with that mystery. And the mind often wonders like, what? No, really? Why would I do that? If that is happening, then most likely that voice inside is the intuition because it comes from a much bigger multidimensional essence of yours. It's not limited to that little logical analytical mind in your head. Absolutely. And that's also the hardest bit at the beginning is to learn to trust it. It's only afterwards when you think, I should have done that. I knew it. I knew it, but I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, learning to trust the divine feminine. That's that's often where a big part of the work comes in. And where you need that switch and that guidance and that support. Somebody who works from their heart space and, you know, how help you along. I often have clients who say to me, you know, and this is like months or years after I've seen them, they'll say to me, you know, you're like a, a voice in my head. And I, I laugh. <laughs> Because one doesn't, you you don't always realize in the moment when you work with somebody how much they let you in. Do you find that when you work with people, Julia, that um, they need to know much about you? Or do they just feel at home with you, like there's a resonance before they work with you? What is it that they respond to you? Do you ever get that feedback as a teacher? I often get the feedback that, yes, they liked my energy and something about my energy felt very safe to them. Some women really can feel the ease or the comfort that I have in myself and they want that for themselves. They want to feel that way inside of themselves. So, yes, I have gotten that feedback that sensing my energy is very helpful because it shows them what's possible. And it's not like I'm at some end result and I'm that advanced master and I never have more to evolve into. Of course, I'm always evolving into more ease and more comfort and more pleasure and all that. But wherever I'm at, it seems to inspire a lot of women who come across my path. Yeah. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this role I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. It's choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. 
It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. I'm your mind, giving you someone to talk to. Hello. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over If I'm wrong, I am right Don't need to look no further I'm Adele Green And this empty chair next to me Is just for you Come and join me Register for your membership free To get this show and many resources At www.adele-green.com Or you can tweet her At Naked with Adele